Hello there, you're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. This week, we're discussing how to manage your mind. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today. This week, we're looking at how you can better manage your mind. Now, I learned a long time ago that learning how to manage my mind was a massive contributor to improving my well-being, like big time. So many of us feel powerless over what's going on in our minds, but it's really important that we learn to master our minds rather than them mastering us. (laughs) So for many of us, that will involve raising our awareness and achieving a level of mindfulness to become aware to become aware of what's going on betwixt our ears without that awareness we are at the mercy of our programming and conditioning and what is that basically it's how we've been brainwashed it's all the ideas about ourselves and about life that we absorbed as children and that have become a part of the operating system that is the subconscious mind. So we grow up believing certain things about the world and about our potential. Someone who grew up hearing their parents say, everyone is out to get you, you've got to look out for number one, is going to have a very different worldview from someone who heard, people are always helpful and kind. But it doesn't stop there, and this is where it gets serious. Because we experience in life what our brainwashing leads us to expect. Expect that life is hard and that there's always a calamity around the corner just waiting to screw you over, and that's what you're going to experience in life. Because thoughts are creative energy that attract experiences to you. You may have heard the phrase, I'll believe it when I see it, but that's not how things work. It's actually the other way around. We see the world according to our beliefs. They are the filter through which we see the world. And because we get more of what we focus on, we get stuck in this self-fulfilling prophecy where if we believe that everyone is out to get me, then we attract experiences that conform to this belief. And then these experiences confirm to us that everyone is indeed out to get me. (laughs) But you know what? The universe is impartial. It is neutral. It will always provide us with people and circumstances that match our beliefs. For good or ill, it reflects back to us what we believe. And this is how we can know that we need to take charge of the thoughts and beliefs we hold, even if we are not consciously aware of what they are, by looking at the quality of the experiences in our life. If you're experiencing endless strife and unpleasant people and circumstances, then you can be sure that you've got some work to do on your belief system. Now, here's a little paradox to consider. The universe 
or life or whatever you want to call it, confirms to us that our beliefs are true. They are true for us because the impartial universe provides us with experiences that match our beliefs. But in the greater sense, our beliefs are not necessarily true. They are merely the programming we received as children from others who were mere flawed individuals doing the best they could in accordance to their beliefs that they received from their parents and from society at large. Louise Hay said in You Can Heal Your Life, What we think about ourselves becomes the truth for us. I believe that everyone, myself included, is responsible for everything in our lives, the best and the worst. Every thought we think is creating our future. Each one of us creates our experiences by our thoughts and our feelings. The thoughts we think and the words we speak create our experiences. We create the situations and then we give our power away by blaming the other person for our frustration. No person, no place, and no thing has any power over us, for we are the only thinkers in our mind. When we create peace and harmony and balance in our minds, we will find it in our lives. Nice. So we need to accept responsibility for our lives. The ageless wisdom teaches that as we step onto the spiritual path, that we are self-taught. It is up to us to seek out the ways that we can uplift ourselves, transmute our negative or unhelpful or untrue assumptions and beliefs and states of being, such as all that negative programming we received that drags us down and holds us back from achieving our potential, and ultimately become people who, through our own healing process in our own lives, become agents of healing in the world. And as I'm always saying, our own well-being radiates out and uplifts everyone we contact. So this is where the three phases of transformation come in. I've talked about this particularly in my first few episodes, so you might want to go back and listen to episodes 2, 3, 4, and 5 for an in-depth discussion of the three phases, if you haven't already. But I'll give you a quick recap here about what the three phases of transformation are so you can see how to manage your mind and master your thought processes. Phase number one, raise your awareness. This phase involves us becoming aware of what is going on in the subconscious mind. Because believe me, as I discovered when I quit drinking, it can be an unholy mess in there. <laughs> and until you shine a light on all the crap that's going on in there, you are at its mercy and it will be a major source of self-sabotage. Phase number two, liberate yourself. This phase is all about liberating ourselves from the unhelpful ideas and untrue suppositions and limiting beliefs that we discover lurking in our subconscious minds, blocking our success and aspirations. And phase number three, reprogram your mind. In this phase, we reprogram our minds at the subconscious level, 
with the beliefs that facilitate lasting change. There are two important aspects to this phase. One, we choose the beliefs, the helpful, nourishing, and progressive beliefs that we are going to install in our minds. And two, we use techniques and practices that allow us to install the beliefs at the subconscious level where they will be accepted. This makes a huge difference to trying to install beliefs from a conscious level. So there's, those are the three phases of transformation. They are all about making the unconscious conscious, freeing ourselves from our hindrances, and then consciously choosing and installing at a deep level the beliefs that will uplift our well-being and, as Louise Hayes, Louise Hayes said, create peace and harmony and balance in our minds. These are necessary steps to becoming the master of your mind and your brain, as otherwise you are operating on autopilot at the mercy of that subconscious conditioning which produces automatic knee-jerk reactions again and again. Effectively, when you do not take responsibility for sorting yourself out in this way, you are practicing mindlessness, not mindfulness. And that's not what we want, is it? <laughs> no. So this relates us to a related area, and that is in how we react to the people and circumstances in our lives. Now, ideally, we don't even use the word react because, as it suggests, we are reacting. We are repeating a particular response to a stimulus. What we want to do is to have a fresh mind where, when someone presses our buttons, like they have a zillion times in the past, instead of descending into the same pattern or argument that we always do, we are able to pause a moment and observe that habitual knee-jerk reaction arise and then, ta-da, choose to respond differently, more wisely, less emotionally. We step out of the same old patterns of behavior that we've been trotting out for years or perhaps even decades <laughs> and we create a shift where we can dispassionately observe not only what is taking place in our exterior environment, but also what is welling up in our own interior environment, in our thoughts and emotions, and we consciously choose our actions. This is known in the ageless wisdom as cultivating the attitude of the detached observer. Even though the same old habitual feelings and reactions may rise up instantaneously within you, you are no longer merely the experiencer when you become the observer. You quickly observe the feelings and reactions arising and create a moment of space where you choose something new, something higher, an unbiased response to what is really at hand, rather than a reaction that may be based on a coping mechanism you developed when you were five years old. Now this is true freedom. This is using your mind powerfully. And this power puts you in touch with the truth of what is actually unfolding in your relationship with another 
or within a circumstance. You are able to disrupt a current of energy that has been operating within you for ages. You interpret it afresh. You uplift it to a higher level. You heal dysfunction. You release the past. And guess what? The people around you will recognize this power within you. They might be a little bewildered at first, (laughs) as you no longer rise to the bait like you've been doing for 20 years, but they will thank you in the end because you have just created a healing that releases them as well as you from a long-standing cycle of behavior and possibly codependence. It is truly a healing taking place. And it doesn't stop there because in the bigger picture of life, It could quite possibly be clearing some of the karmic bonds between you and allowing you to free yourselves and move on in ways much greater than you may understand in the here and now. Yes, managing your mind and observing your mind can have karmic implications that reach across time and space, mitigating the need to recapitulate dysfunctional patterns in future incarnations so that you can clear them. Nice. (laughs) I love that. Now, as I said earlier, in my first few podcast episodes, I discussed several excellent practices that you can employ to raise your awareness, to liberate yourself from your subconscious conditioning and limiting beliefs, and to reprogram your mind. And these are top-down approaches to cultivating well-being, meaning we use the higher parts of ourself to manage the lower parts, and this creates an exponential shift whose effects ripple out to uplift all areas of our lives through the higher awareness it generates. Do not underestimate this power to totally improve your relationships and to speed up not only your own evolution, but that of all humanity. Now, I've been offering all sorts of techniques and practices throughout my podcast and in the free goodies I have for you to download on my website. But if you feel ready to really sort yourself out and take your well-being to a way higher level, then my new membership The Better Than Happy Zone has just opened its doors, and for a couple more days, you can benefit from a special launch discount of 25% off the regular price. The Better Than Happy Zone is a monthly membership where I share with you my premium, my most powerful top-down techniques to sort yourself out, to free yourself of your hang-ups and blockages, and to take charge of your mind and to nourish your soul. It's all about achieving ever greater well-being on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. It's all in the name better than happy. So it's a library of techniques and practices to transform your well-being, and I will be adding to it every month. When you join, you get access to the whole lot. So wherever you are on your path to greater well-being, you can start right there and then take the next step when you're ready. There's even an in-house community forum where you can connect with other like-minded people. If you are interested, go over to betterthanhappyzone.com 
to check it out. Remember, the 25% launch discount ends soon. Okay, my friend, that is all for today. I wish you a fabulous week, and maybe I'll be seeing you in the Better Than Happy Zone. Take care, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you found it helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too. So please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor and I will be eternally grateful for your generosity. It would also be lovely if you would leave me a review on iTunes. Preferably a nice one, please. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you're there. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one, folks. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.